This morning, I want to talk to you about where are we headed? As a church, where are we headed? What is the vision for this body of believers? What is the vision for this ministry? When we talk about vision, you know, some of, uh, you know, where is God leading us as a church? Where is God leading you in your walk? Have we ever thought about that? Have we ever said, God, where are you leading us? Part of my job as the pastor is to determine the direction of the church. I, did, I do that through prayer. I, I do that through guidance and wisdom of those who are in leadership here. But where is God leading us? It's to determine this direction through prayer and then guide and lead the church in that same direction. Amen? It's to lead and guide the church in that same direction. Vision. Where are we headed? When we talk about vision, some, some vision is kind of like event-based or program-based, and that's fine. There's parts of vision that are event-based. So let's say uh, part, of the, part of what we want to do for 2017 is we want to continue to do our trunk or treat outreach. It's been, it's been awesome for this community. We want to do that. We want to, and so we take steps and move forward, taking steps to get there. Amen? Just like we did last year. One of the uh, things that, that we're moving towards in 2017 is, is really become, having active discipleship, having leadership over groups that, that we can interact and connect with on a more firm basis. It's discipleship, that's, but that's a that's program. It's an event. We're, we're, we're moving towards these things. I, I, we have some, uh, you know, in, in our heart to do a missions trip in 2017. To do a missions trip, whether it be local or in the state or outside of the state or foreign, we're not sure yet. But this is part of the vision that God has, has put in our hearts. And so we're going to move towards these things. We want to move towards outreach. We want to move towards these things, right? That's part of the vision. And part of my job and part of the leadership's job is to help move, moving us towards that, towards that vision, moving us towards those things. But there's a different kind of vision I want to talk about this morning. It's not just event-based. It's not just program-based. There's an event-based vision, and then there's the direction of the church, And by the direction of the church, I mean, what is it we are known for? As a church, I mean, as not just the body of belief, as CGA, what is Calvary Gospel Assembly known for? Where are we headed as a church? When I first came here, it's been a year and a half now. A year and a half ago, uh, I remember I first got here, and first of all, this church is one of the most loving churches I've ever been a part of, ever been a part of. My wife and I, she's tearing up right now. Don't look at her. She'll tear up more. (laughs) One of the most loving churches I have ever been a part of. And when we came came here, uh, I remember a pastor 
was talking to me and said, well, who are you? You know, where are you from? And talking to me, he said, just so you know, you're part of the cool church. Did you know that you're the pastor of the cool church? I said, the cool church? Man, I've never been part of the cool group before. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm in the cool church. That around town, maybe you didn't know this. Maybe you did. You were known as the cool church. Why is that? I don't know. We have coffee and we have snacks and we come and there's good worship. Known as the cool church. I want to ask, what is it that we as a church want to be known by? What is it that we want to be marked by? This is a, this is a you know, there's a core, core group of people here this morning. As Calvary Gospel Assembly, who do you want to be known as? My question for you is this. What is the primary responsibility of a Christian? What's the primary responsibility of a Christian? What should be the primary function of this church? The primary function. Number one. How many would say it would be to share the gospel with people? Sharing the gospel, that's a good thing, right? Yeah? Leading people to Christ, right? That should not be the primary function of this church. That should not be the primary function of a Christian. Now, before you get up and leave... (laughs) Let me tell you what should be. Number one, before anything else, before any programs, before any events, before anything else, the direction of this church has to be that we are pursuing intimacy with His holy presence. Number one, if we are not pursuing intimacy, with this holy presence, if we are not, let me say it this way. If we, remember a couple weeks ago, Doug was standing up here with some branches. And I had a chainsaw out. And he talked about how we are the branches and he is the vine. If we are not connected to the vine, we can't bear fruit of our, of our own making. If we are not passionately pursuing him, what is, what is going to be the number one goal of this church? Go to the next slide. That. This should be what this church is known for. Not just this, but the next one too. That. If we are not passionately pursuing his presence in our lives and in this church, then we are lukewarm at best. Lukewarm at best. 
We have to, Deuteronomy 6.5 says it this way. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Amen? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. David said it this way. I didn't put up any scriptures on PowerPoint this week. Because I, want you, I don't want you to just read it and say, well, that's just the Bible. I want you to hear it. Take it in. David prayed this way. Oh God, you're my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. When was the last time you said, God, my soul thirsts for you? When was the last time that you said, God, my soul faints for you? I cannot go another day. Have you ever been thirsty? How many have ever been thirsty here? No, 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 hold on. Have you ever really been thirsty? Chris. I'm going to call you out a little bit. Is that okay? Stand up. You've really been thirsty. Why? You were cutting weight. So what were you doing? How many have not drinking any water for a day? Two days. Nobody's not drinking water for two days? Three days? No? Because eventually you get so thirsty, your lips become parched. Right? Your, your, your skin becomes cracked. You ever see those movies or the, the people walking through the desert searching for water? Their, their last dying breath and they finally get a drink. And their lips are cracked and, and white and the skin is peeling off and, and they're in pain and agony and turmoil because they haven't had a drink. That's the way David is describing his relationship to God. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh, my body faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied. As with rich and fatty foods. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help in the shadows. In the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. The primary responsibility of a Christian and the primary function of this church should always be Pursuing intimacy with his presence. Pursuing intimacy with his presence. 
Why? Because you cannot effectively share the gospel. You cannot effectively reach children. You cannot effectively do missions. You cannot effectively do anything apart from being connected to the vine. John 15, verse 4 says this, Abide in me and I in you. We talked about this two weeks ago. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. I am the vine. You are the branches. The primary vision for this church, if we want to talk about vision in 2017, if we want to talk about vision moving forward in this church, the primary vision for this church is that it would be full of Christians who are passionately pursuing the presence of God. Amen? That we are passionately pursuing the presence of God. When we abide in him, when we flow in him, then all the other ministries will flow out of that. When we are connected to the vine, when we are passionately pursuing his presence in our lives, all the other ministries will flow out of that. Well, Pastor David, what do you mean? When we are actively abiding in him, when we are actively pursuing him, we're not going to have to ask for volunteers to do outreach. When we are actively pursuing him, when we are actively going after him, we're not going to have to ask for volunteers to do outreach. Why? Because you'll be so excited about the things of God. You'll be so excited about what God's doing in your life, you won't be able to contain it. My question is this, why aren't we there? When, 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 we, <laughs> when we are actively abiding in him, we're not going to have to put up a sign-up sheet for midweek classes. We want to do winter classes again this year. We're not going to have to put out a sign-up sheet for it. Not when we're actively pursuing his presence. Why? Because when we're actively pursuing his presence, I want to get as much of him as possible. When, I, when we're actively pursuing his presence, we, we won't be able to lock the doors because people will be in here praying. We won't be able to shut the doors because people will be at the altar crying out for their city and their county and their nation. When we are passionately pursuing the presence of God, you won't get people to, you won't be able to shut up about his presence. People are going to get sick of you. People are going to get sick. Have you ever just been around someone who just, I mean, I, I kid you not, just loves the Lord? Boy, they just want to tell you, what, you know what God did for my life today? Yeah, sure, go ahead, tell me, please. And we roll our eyes at it because, God doesn't done, because we don't feel like God has done for us because we haven't been passionately pursuing him. We roll our eyes. We can't get excited about what God is doing for others because we haven't taken the time to push forward and see what God is doing for us. We won't have to ask people to remember a prayer meeting. Why? Because when we are passionately pursuing his presence, 
when we are pursuing intimacy. I won't be able to lock the doors. I won't be able to lock the doors. You say, well, Pastor David, what, what, I mean, what are you talking about? I'm talking about radical faith. I'm talking about radically following Christ. Where's, where's Bryce? Where'd Bryce go? He has a cold. Did he leave? No. He's coming back. I need him. I need Bryce. I need Bob and Dolores uh, in a little bit, and I'm going to need Doug and Carol. That's right. Are we passionately pursuing the presence of God in our life? You say, Pastor David, what, what's the vi- okay? Tell me, what's the vision? This is the vision that we as a people are going to passionately pursue him. Passionately pursue him. What does that start with? It starts with prayer. It starts with worship. Say, Pastor David, hold on a second. Prayer? I mean, I have such a hard time praying, Pastor. Huh? I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands here. There, there's people who would say, I have a hard time praying. I have a hard time praying. That's because you don't know what prayer is. That's because that's you don't know what prayer is. We've treated prayer as a boring obligation instead of communication that's born out of intimacy. We've treated prayer as a boring obligation rather than communication that's born out of intimacy. And so we come, and I want to say this very clearly. This church, man, this church loves people. And there are many people in this church who love the Lord. But I want us as a church I don't care if we're known as the cool church. I don't care if we're known as the church that has coffee and snacks. I don't care if we're known as the church where there's nice padded seats or there's a dynamic speaker. I want to be known as a church that passionately pursues the presence of God. I want to be known as a Christian who radically pursues the presence of God in his life. We have played mediocre for so long That at times it's hard to tell the difference between one building full of people versus another building full of people versus another building full of people. Is there a difference? I believe there should be. I believe there should be. Now, don't get me wrong. There's churches in this town and this community that the people that go there love the Lord. Good churches where people love the Lord. Truly, I'm not, I'm not downing them in any way. But you know as well as I know, there are other churches in this town where it is just buildings full of people. Come on. 
It's just buildings full of people. Either born out of tradition or obligation. But they haven't felt his presence in years. They haven't felt his presence in years. They haven't been connected to the vine in years. When was the last time you were connected to the vine? I want you to really think about that. When was the last time you were connected to the vine? When was the last time that you really engaged with God? That you really engaged with his presence? That's going to be the vision of this church. The vision of this church is not that we're going to have snacks and coffee, and that's all fine, that's all great. Yahoo! That's, that, that's great. We love it. We thank you for it. But I want to be known as, a, as people, as a church, which reaches into the throne room of God and doesn't stop. I want to be known as a church of people who are chasing after his presence in our lives. Are you chasing after God's presence in your life? What is intimacy? Intimacy is being in love with him. It's being in love with him. Intimacy. I wrote this down. I think it's worth saying. When your prayer life is a boring obligation and your worship is a stale imitation, you are not in love with him. Bryce and Rachel, come on up. What is intimacy? I want to answer that question this morning. What is intimacy? Now, we're not talking about, we're all adults here, we're not talking about sexual intimacy. We're talking about a connection that people have. Amen? Bryce and Rachel, newly married. Look at the smile on their faces. That's how you know they're newly married. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Newly married, right? Let me ask you. You still got butterflies in your stomach? Of course. Of course. When you, when, when, when you guys first started dating, actually, you know what? I know the story. When you saw her, you said to your dad, Dad, who is that? She's beautiful, right? That's exact words. He got excited. He's, he said, I want to get to know her more. And then they talked, right? They asked you out. How did that go? He asked, he asked your dad. That's a lesson here, guys. That's a lesson here. He asked your dad. And your dad said, no way. And then he prayed about it. And he said, yes, right? And you went on a date. Now, you started dating for a little while, right? Here's what intimacy is. 
Do you love the sound of her voice? Do you love the sound of his voice? You, you just want to be near him. He just wants to be near her. That's, if we look at intimacy, what is intimacy? What is closeness? Now, Bryce, don't ever do this. But, what if one day Bryce said, you know, I'm in, I, I haven't, I know I haven't, you just stop talking to her. You just stop talking to her. And, and then, what happens? The closeness, they start to feel further apart. Right? You go this way, she goes this way, and, and all of a sudden, something happens where Bryce is in trouble. And Bryce says, oh, boy, I, I, need to, I need to talk to her again. I'm in trouble. Can you, can you fix this for me? So she fixes it. Hey, thanks. I'll see you later. Until I'm in trouble again. What kind of intimacy is that? That's not, that's not intimacy born out of relationship. That's intimacy born out of manipulation. But there is a level of intimacy when you first experience young love. There's a level of intimacy that I got butterflies in my stomach. Have you ever, have, how many ever felt that? Come on, if you're married, hopefully. You ever felt, I, you ever felt the beginning of your relationship? I had butter, you had butterflies in your stomach. You, you would travel far distances just to spend time with her, right? You would travel, how many would travel far distances just to spend time with your loved one? I, my wife. I love my wife. You know what? When we were dating, she lived an hour away. And I did not have a lot of gas money. But guess what? It was important for me to just to, to, be, here, to be there. I, I just wanted to be near her. Still there, honey. <laughs> I just wanted to be near her. I love the sound of her voice. Bryce, you love the sound of Rachel's voice. You just wanted to be near her. You just wanted to talk to her. She just wanted to talk and converse with you. That was, it was new. It was fresh. It was exciting. It was intimacy. Right? And as you grow in intimacy, it leads to Doug and Carol. Doug and Carol, come on up. This is a different kind of intimacy. Doug and Carol, huh? and now it was just your anniversary. How long have you been married? 30 years. Give him a hand. So at first you have this young love, this, this exciting butterflies in your stomach. I, can't, I, I will travel long distances just to be near them. Right? And then you, and, but then the intimacy matures. The connection matures. How, oh, okay, I got to be careful. Doug, do you still love to hear the sound of her voice? Right answer. <laughs> Carol, do you just love to be near Doug? Of course she does. 
There's some times where they're together, and you know what? It seems like they don't even have to say anything to know what each other's thinking. You know, now it's not about, well, I have to travel long distances to be with them. Now they're together. And now it's not we, we got butterflies in our stomach, and now it's more it's a mature intimacy. Now they're okay with just sitting together and being together and loving each other. It's a mature intimacy. See, it's not all about what can I get from them. Prayer isn't about what you can get from God. Don't use prayer in that way. Well, God, if I do this, if I pray hard enough, if I come once a week, or if I pray 10 minutes a day, or if I do this, Lord, then then you should do this for me. No. That's not what prayer is. That's manipulation. And it's a relationship that's mired in manipulation. In fact, that's a relationship that's focused on the evil trinity. Who's the evil trinity? Me, myself, and I. Just focused on self. We don't want to have a relationship with our spouse like that, so why are we okay having a relationship with God like that? We don't, want to have, we don't want to have a relationship with our spouse like that. And so you come to a place from young love and young intimacy to a place of mature ministry, uh, sorry, mature <laughs> intimacy. Then you come to a different place. You guys may be seated. Thank you very much. To this different place, Bob and Dolores, please come forward. Bob and Dolores, how long have you guys been married? <laughs> how many years have you been married? 60 years. 61 in March. There's butterflies, exciting menace, exciting intimacy. I, I gotta, I'll travel long distances to be with them. I just, I just want to hear the sound of their voice. I just want to be near them. And it moves to intimacy that is more, it's matured. Well, now we just enjoy spending time together. I, I still like the sound of their voice. They still like the sound of mine. And, and there's a closeness there. And then there's an entirely different level of intimacy. You ever notice that when people are together long enough, they kind of start to look the same. <laughs> they kind of, watch this. Bob, move with me. There you go. They kind of look the same. They kind of sound the same. <laughs> this is a good thing. This isn't a bad thing. There is, they are so connected you know, a lot of times you just say, you know, it's not even that the individuals. You'll say Bob and Dolores. That they've become so connected 
How many know that they, they can go home and they can be sitting in their chairs? Sometimes they don't have to say a word. They're so connected that their communication has gone beyond verbal. It's gone beyond verbal. It's gone to something that's only explained by relationship. They start to sound the same. They start to look the same. People connect them together. I want that to be my relationship with God. I want that to be our relationship with God. You come to a place of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and you're excited. You get to share your faith with people. Man, you wouldn't believe what Jesus did for me. You're excited. You got the butterflies moving. It's the beginning stages of relationship. And you start to move in the relationship and sometimes it becomes stagnant. But you keep moving forward. And it brings you to a place of maturity. We're now, we're, we're, we're not butterflies and excitedness and we're not connectedness. We're we're in the middle somewhere. But you keep pursuing him. You keep passionately establishing relationship with him. And you start moving towards this place to where you look the same. You sound the same. People can't tell you apart. Because of the intimacy that you have with his holy presence. You guys may be seated. Thank you. If we are not passionately pursuing his presence in our life, then we are lukewarm at best. Jenny, can you come up and play some worship music? I was listening to the testimony of a pastor this last week. I was actually just playing it again for my wife this morning. (laughs) He's a funny guy. He said he was dating this girl and he felt the Lord say to him, he, he felt he, he's called to be a pastor. And he felt the Lord say to him, why are you dating that girl? And he said, well, because she's cute, God. She's cute. And God said to him, does she have the characteristics of a pastor's wife? He said, no, she'd make a terrible pastor's wife. And God said, then why are you dating another man's wife? He said, yes, Lord, you're right. He said, I called up the girl. said, it's just not working out. Thanks. And hung up. People said, well, that was kind of harsh. said when it comes to when it comes to relationship with God just obey it's not put emotions into it just obey well I don't feel like I don't feel like just obey it's the simplest thing 
He said a year later he was in college and he was praying for a wife. Oh God, I'm 18 years old. I'm 19 years old. I need a wife. It's never going to happen for me. You know how it is when you're 18. You're freaking out. I'm never going. It's never going to happen. But he knew this girl named Jenny, and he felt God speak to him and said, "That's her." He said, "That's who?" He said, "Jenny. That's your wife." He said, "Okay, Lord." said he went up to her house at 11 o'clock and knocked on the door said the Lord has told me that you're my wife I've chosen to be obedient how about you you have 24 hours they've been married 32 years three children five grandchildren and he said, how, people will say, you're, you're kidding me. That's, that's how you made the decision on who to marry? What about love? And he goes, love, what, do you, what does love have to do with it? Are you talking about Hollywood love feelings? No, oh, we're talking about obedience. We're not talking about how I feel. We're talking, we're talking about obedience. That God has called him to passionately pursue his presence no matter how I feel. Because there's some times where I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like coming to prayer. I don't feel like raising my hands. I don't feel like lifting my voice. The problem is you need to take your feelings out of it and just obey. He said, I love my wife. He said, I just love to be near her. I love to hear her voice. He travels all over the world. He travels 52 countries, 10 countries a year. He spends an average of two months on an airplane per year. Just on the airplane, an average of two months, traveling, doing ministry. But he calls his wife wherever he is. He just wants to hear her voice. Every day he calls her. And he said, one day she said, why do you call me so much? He said, I'm just in love with you. I'm just in love with you. I just want to hear your voice. Do you feel that way about God? Do you feel that way about God? I'm just in love with him. I just want to hear his voice. I just want to passionately pursue his presence. I just want to be near him. I just, I just want to be near him. I just want to experience that closeness, that intimacy. I want to pursue it in my life. I don't want prayer to be a boring obligation. I want it to be communication that's born out of relationship. You know, the other day I came here to the church, and I don't, even, I don't have this in my notes. This is just, I was praying. And you know there's sometimes where you pray, and it's, Our Father who art in heaven, how will be the name? Kind of this liturgical, not those exact words, but, well, Lord, you know, I'm here. I pray for my family, I pray for my wife, I pray for my kids, and 
pray for all the stuff I know about. Well, I don't feel anything, so I might as well just leave. I said, God, I want to feel your presence in here. I want to feel your presence in my life. I can't go another day without feeling your presence. I can't go another minute without feeling your grace and mercy in my life. I have to passionately pursue his presence. Why? Because otherwise we're just a building full of people. want to minister to the community. Yeah, we want to do outreach. Yeah, we want to do missions. But none of that should happen. None of it should happen until we're first connected to the vine. Because unless we're connected to the vine, all the other ministries are not going to be effective. We cannot bear fruit of ourselves. We have to be connected. We have to be connected. Bobby, do you want to be connected? You want to be connected? There's people in here I know love the Lord. Bob, I can't. I love getting around Bob sometimes. He just he wants to share Christ wherever he goes. He came up to me earlier. Pastor, I got a neighbor that I'm going to talk to about Jesus. Can you just get pray with me that I have the right words to say? known for our children's program. I don't want to be known for our youth program. I don't want to be known for the coffee and the snacks. I don't want to be known just because I can give a sermon. I want to be known by this, that the people in this church are passionately pursuing his presence. And when they have passionately pursued his presence, when they, when they have gone after God with all they have, there's been a change in the college. There's been a change in the schools. There's been a change in the community. There's been a change at the hospital. All of a sudden, the people who are passionately pursuing him are laying hands on the sick and they're seeing them recover. All of a sudden, the people who are passionately pursuing him are talking to people in the college and there's revival spreading out. Don't you understand? Don't we, we have to have revival. We have to passionately pursue his presence. I am sick without it. How many, how many want that? Man, I want that. You say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I want that. Well, this is where we're going. This is where we're going. Jump on board. This is where we're going. We, we are going to be a church that's known as people who love the Lord, who want to pursue his presence in our lives. 
We are going to be a church that's known for prayer, that's known for worship, that's known for entering in, of grabbing a hold of the throne room of God and witnessing the divine manifestations. We are going to be known for it. That's the vision of this house. How many want to grab a hold of the vision? How many want to grab a hold of the vision? Stand with me. Jane, just lead us in a worship song. Lead us in. souls, Lord, that their hunger and thirst for you would overtake their lives, would overtake them at their jobs, would overtake them driving in their cars, that their love for you would drive them to tears. Lord, I pray over Jenny. God, I pray that the, the revival fire would just burn in her life. Lord, let it overwhelm her. Let it, let it be every part of the worship of this house. 
Lord, that you would move in and through her. Lord, strengthen her. Encourage her. Lift her up. Move upon her in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the leadership of this house. That we are passionately pursuing his presence together. Lord, for this church, just drive us to our knees in prayer. Drive us to our knees in worship. Bring us to a place where we can't even, we can't do anything. Just the heaviness of your presence overtakes us. where messages don't even need to be preached because your Holy Spirit is just ministering to us. Holy Spirit, wash over us in this place. What does that mean, wash over us? Holy Spirit, just flood our soul. Flood our soul. Wash over me. I want to feel your presence like I'm being dunked in water. I just want to feel his presence all over me. Wash us with your presence. I want us to be known as a church who prays. 
as a church who worships, as a church who passionately pursues his presence. That's what we should be known as. It's what we should be known as. you just ignite a fire in them that they haven't felt in years. Lord, ignite a fire in them, Lord, that they haven't felt in years. Lord, connect them to the vine. That they would passionately pursue you. That they would passionately pursue you. Holy Spirit, just drive them to their knees. Drive them to tears. Drive them to, to witness to others, Lord. Let us be connected. And out of that connection flows ministry. Out of that relationship flows ministry. I don't want to operate out of our lack. I want to operate out of our abundance. I don't want to operate out of our lack. I want to operate out of the overflow. We, want, we don't want to do ministry out of our lack. We don't want to do ministry that, that we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. We want to do ministry out of our overflow. That God's presence has just filled us and overwhelmed us and overflowed within us. And out of the overflow is where we do ministry. pray over each person here. Lord, that you would bless them. Lord, that you would keep them. Lord, that you would cause your face to shine down upon them. Lord, that they would not rest until they are in your presence that they would not rest until they are in your presence. Drive us. Let it gnaw at our souls. Let it gnaw at our souls. What does that mean? That means when I'm throughout my day, I just want more of him. When you're in your tractor, when you're moving snow, when you're at your job, when you're at your school, you just want more of him. There's been times where I've been driving my car and had to pull off to the side of the road because tears were blinding my vision. Why? Just because I love him. Because his presence overwhelmed me. Because his presence overwhelmed my soul.
I'm not even going to end the service today. I'm just not going to end it. Just worship him as long as you want. Just, just pursue his presence as long as you want. If you feel like you have to go, praise the Lord. God bless you. But for, for those who want to, just pursue him.